Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a show from our youth to see how it stands up. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we are watching Teenage Mutant. Nope, we're not. We're watching Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, episode 17. That's true. It's called Enemy of My Enemy. And going into this, I had high hopes that maybe this time it'll be a really, really good episode. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. Here's what I think happens. is there's an adult in charge of the show, and that adult says, all right, we need an episode where Shredder comes back, and, and then the turtles try and rehabilitate him, and then the dragons get after him. And then they hand it to a bunch of children to write. <laughs> Not even a bunch of children, just one sixth grader who wrote Ninja Turtles fan fiction. Because <laughs> it, it reads like a child wrote it. Like, there's so many jokes about smells, and... It just doesn't make any sense. Itching powder comes into play. That's not a thing an adult writes. <laughs> it's not a thing that exists, I think. Uh, I don't know. You've never um, been to wherever Venus is from. China? Sure. <laughs> well, it is Mandarin itching powder. That's true. I wonder if she speaks Mandarin. Because the woman who plays her definitely can't, I bet. No, absolutely not. She could probably barely speak English. <laughs> Well, she's Australian, I believe. I looked it up once. Really? Yeah. Oh, this show. How much of the show do you think is written before they shoot it? It feels like they shoot... It feels like it's uh, like an old-timey X-Men comic where Jack Kirby would draw it, and then Stan Lee would just fill in bubbles and make up the story based on the pictures. I feel like a lot of this is that. I would wager that the way that a lot of this happened is somebody rolled up with a wheelbarrow full of props, and they're like, write a thing around this. Right. And then they didn't spend any more money. These are the leftover the props from Power Rangers and Beetleborgs. That's right. Go. <laughs> Good luck, assholes. All right, but can we get a monkey suit? Yes. We got a monkey you can, suit. We can get an incredibly well articulated monkey suit. All right. Then End I'm of there. the line. That's it. <laughs> Blew your budget for the rest of the season. Also, uh, if you hear screaming in the background, uh, that's our awful neighbors. Uh, they apparently rented a bounce house. And there are children in it screaming. This guy's lying. He has children chained up in the backyard. Yeah. I went out there and I fired my gun into the air, but they didn't scatter. So looks like we may just have them in the background. Uh, anywho, do you want to just do this? Sure. Because <laughs> ultimately, uh, an episode with you know the Shredder coming back should have been rad. Should have been interesting, at least. Yeah, I would have settled for interesting. I mean... This does, po- you know, we it, these episodes do bring up lots of questions and, and spark conversation. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that makes them art. Was that the intent, do you think? <laughs> no. It was to make little kids giggle because Michelangelo talks about smells. And boning down. Yeah. yeah it's really more a, implied. For a Venus-heavy episode, there's none of that in this. There's no, there's no funny business. It's true, but the uh, the animosity set up between her and Donatello does come into play finally. Oh yeah, it paid off. What? Oh, did they set ten that episodes up? later? Did they set that up before. Yeah, they kind of set it up like ten episodes ago. I got opinions about that. We'll get to it when we get to it. Because she's magic and he's science. Right. Belief versus evidence. I guess I don't know. So it starts with a bunch of shots of Sesame Street. Yeah. Some completely other part of New York, and we drift down into the sewers where. Uh, Venus de Milo is meditating on what looks like a balcony, is but really just the other side of a train car. It's the ass end of like a caboose or something, but when she walks through it, it there's no rest of it. It's like the last quarter is just sitting there. I would you never get like a clear idea of what the turtle's house looks like. I, I it just could be any configuration because nothing makes sense. 
Well, to be fair, they do. Maybe they're just continuing to move locations, and that's why we get different establishing shots every single time. Oh, uh, that would be neat. It would be. That's not what's happening, though. Uh, but she's meditating, and Donatello is off doing science, uh, and it's disrupting her because it's loud. He's just screaming about electricity. Yeah, he's got two Tesla coils going, and he's just yelling. He's literally just yelling science and uh, the turtle catchphrases. He sure is. Here's- what is he doing? Doesn't explain. He's Wha- looking at electricity. <laughs> yeah, he's got goggles on, so you know it's yeah. serious. No gloves, though. Here, I got a couple questions. Um... Usually he sciences in what seems to be the living room. Yes. But this seems like a totally different area. I think this is the kitchen. So so first of all, Donatello, science in your science area. Also, Venus, don't try and meditate in the middle of this lair where everyone screams and hollers. Like, go off by yourself somewhere. Raphael will show you a place where you can be <laughs> quiet and alone. You are standing feet from Donatello trying to meditate and being like, hey man, I'm doing a thing over here. You're bothering me. He lived there first. But also, he doesn't need to yell words at his experiment. He does not. But even when they talk to each other, like like Donat- or, uh, Leonardo and Michelangelo could be having a conversation in the living room, and they're just hollering at each other. Like They're probably reading Family Circus cartoons. <laughs> just, look at the little dotted line. It's bodacious. <laughs> Screaming at one another. Bodacious is too real a word for them to use. Oh, it's turtleacious. There it is. That's fair. But also, she's not like sitting down quietly meditating. She was doing no. Tai Chi. Yeah. And you can do that pretty much anywhere. Yeah, and if she was good at it, she could tune him out. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your shinobi magic now? It's in that little pouch. She pulls it out. Yeah, that's true. So it's Donatello tells ball. her, you know, I'm not going to stop this. And he doesn't explain why. She says, you know, turn it off. And then he... Maybe not, didn't even hear her and turns his back on her, and she pulls out one of her ninja balls and smashes his thing. Yeah, I think that's a bit far. Yeah, like smashing his experiment. Like, yeah, she's a straight up bully. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "I'm warning you," but her saying that was the warning, and he didn't get a chance to respond to it, so he she jumps the gun real fast. Right? She just uh, she really she's, she's a bit of a bitch in yeah. this episode. But you know, so is everyone else. That's fair. I. I think the biggest this probably this show would be okay if it was this dumb if the characters were likable. Yeah. None of the turtles are likable no, at all. Not even a little bit. Not um, even Michelangelo. <laughs> He's the easiest to make likable. <laughs> You'll notice like as they were as she was yelling at him about the loud experiment uh and they cut they like changed the angle of the camera and you can still see the coils but they stopped putting in the electricity animation. So you they, can still hear it. They they stopped doing that yet. They oh. only did that for a second. Yeah. And then there's the... Oh, no, you can still hear it going on. It's just they stopped animating it. Right, and the light is still changing. <laughs> they just, yeah. Because it's cheap. But anyway, uh, Venus breaks his thing, laughs at him, and says, that's the Shinobi way, and wanders off. And then we cut above ground, where Splinter has wandered off to do something. Probably we... go to the blind bar, remember? The... <laughs> that's right. He's drunk as he could get right now. Uh, And he notices two street youths uh, hassling an old man. Uh, They have walked off of the set of the Cosby show uh, because these dudes are very well dated in 
1980. Even though it's 1997. Yep. Well, this guy has uh, colors and shapes on his shirt. He sure does. But uh, Splinter decides to intervene. No, Splinter puts up his hood and decides to intervene. Right. It doesn't disguise him in any capacity. No, I don't also, understand. He what purposefully he's... shows them his face to frighten them. Yeah. I did think it was a little bit funny that one of them called him a giant possum. Yeah. That's the, actually the funniest thing in this episode is when he calls him a giant possum. Because yeah. <laughs> he does look kind of possum-y. He really does. And rats really are, or possums are really just big rats that hang upside down. And wander in the street. And hiss at you. So Splinter successfully saves this man who was homeless and these ruffians were trying to take his... Coat? I don't know. They don't actually say, give me anything. They're just shoving him. They're just practicing for when they want to rob someone later. Oh, that makes sense then. Practice does make perfect. Yeah, you can't just go into robbing someone. (laughs) Don't want to go in cold? Yeah, you'll pull something. (laughs) So, Splinter rolls this dude over, and wouldn't you know it, it's a Rokusaki. What? He's not dead after all. That's the Shredder. Yeah, for those of us who don't know. Because Splinter makes sure to tell us it's the Shredder after he names him. So, the Shredder, in like the first... It was like the second or third. Yeah, in the first, at some point in the first uh, part of the, the show, in the five part opening, uh, fucking Venus scrambles his brain and like makes him forget who he is. Is that what happened? I, well, because it doesn't seem like he doesn't remember. Doesn't she showed him who he was, and made him realize that he's become a monster. Okay, so he's. Fully aware that he's the Shredder. He just sees that being the Shredder was wrong. That's what I was led to believe in that episode. In this episode... Yeah, I just don't think this lines up with that. No, of course it doesn't. Why would it? Yeah, I guess that's my fault for expecting that. (laughs) Yeah, that's on you. So, even though Orokusaki is the man who murdered Hamato Yoshi and has been attempting to kill him and his family for print near 18 years, Splinter says, fuck it, I'm going to bring him home and put him on the couch. Yeah, that seems foolish. It's, I understand not letting, or, you know, maybe not wanting him to just die in the gutter. But don't bring him home. He's probably, he's been looking for you for 18 years, man. You somehow kept it secret all this time against all odds. Because none of you are good at this. Maybe don't bring him home. But they they do. And then I had a lot of, (laughs) I decided to redecorate a couple throw pillows, a TV news reporter. What do you think? Playing through my head this entire scene. I was too distracted by how many times they talk about how he smells. Yeah, they do mention, well, he has apparently gone a little bit insane or a lot. It's impossible to tell. But uh, Donatello and Venus yell at each other because Venus says that you need to listen to your heart and rehabilitating the bad guy is a good thing. And Donatello says, no, no, no. He tried to kill us a lot. Yeah, for once, Donatello's right. He says it in a real dickish manner. And Leonardo is literally standing over Shredder holding his sword and they're debating this. It's like, hey, bro, why don't you just stab him? Stab him once. I mean, we're 17 episodes in. They never stab when they need to. So we know it's not going to happen. I, yeah. Uh, but, like, c- come on. A little effort, guys. <sighs> There's that sigh. There it is. Yeah. Uh, after Shredder just wakes up a little bit and screams at them, Michelangelo says, brushing, brushing and flossing is very important. Otherwise, this will happen. And Splinter has a really difficult train of logic to follow. He found like he's saying i shouldn't have brought him here like all in one sitting he's i shouldn't have brought him here but he's here we should help him i think we should help him and then it's like well aren't you like the boss don't can't you just tell them we're helping him right because then when they're like all right fine we'll let him hang out here but we're gonna guard him he says he's proud of their decision but i think their dad said that it had to happen dad's friend gets to crash on the couch for a week yeah yeah Raphael says he can only stay for a week 
Okay. And no one questions Raphael's like authority on who gets to sleep on the couch when. <laughs> That's their only bed. I I don't know, but ultimately nobody wants him there except for Splinter, and Splinter doesn't even really want him there. He just felt bad. But how would the plot move along if they didn't let him stay there? I don't, it struggles to get along anyway. <laughs> it's true. But uh, we cut over to the Dragon Church, where uh, the Dragon Lord sits upon his throne, and he loves being mean. I love being mean. What do you say to yourself when you're alone? (laughs) Unprompted, he just sits down and tells himself, I love being mean. And then Wick pops out from behind his throne, and is like, I've got a scheme to catch the turtles. But uh, Dragon Lord doesn't trust uh, Wick's ideas, because, quote, if uh, your ideas were any good, I would be picking their flesh from my teeth. And you know what? He's right. Like, Wick is real bad at this. Everyone is really bad at this. Wick is just like, hey, remember the golden shuriken? And surprisingly, uh, Dragon Lord does. He's like, it's the most powerful magical item in the world. Oh, and nobody brought it up at, right? at all up until now, 17 episodes in. Especially, remember when you reached through time and space and plucked a magical item before? You know, the Staff of Bukai? Why don't you just do that? That's a good point. Yep, nope. Instead, somehow, Wick has been able to trace the line from whoever had it before to uh, to Hamato Yoshi to uh, uh, Roku Saki. Because Shredder stole it from Splinter when he killed Saki. Or no, when he killed uh, Hamato Yoshi. So then, like, they decide to go get it? Because it'll do something? Yeah, the, what it does is very, very nebulous. It's never addressed. They don't bring it up once. It's just magic. Duh. It's the most powerful magic in the world. And Shredder didn't use it ever either. We didn't need to yet. <laughs> didn't come up. I, okay. Or maybe like as good as he did was because of it. <laughs> maybe he was oh, that's really, so sad. really, really bad at it. And it, uh, it worked because he was, I got a little whiskey brain. <laughs> Foreman, Foreman. Uh, thoughts is hard today. Foreman, the think good isn't yeah. working. Yeah, ain't ain't so good today. But you're you're trying to say what if Shredder yeah, was only he... as good as he was because he had that. Yeah, but I said it really long and wrong. It's all right. <laughs> we cut back to the lair. Uh, Splinter and Leonardo are, are in a different room that we haven't really seen before, where they have yeah, because there's there's just this confusing setup. Uh, and Saki's just on the floor like you'll do. And they do love moving around, sleeping people. We, we know that. <laughs> That's their favorite thing. And, and, like, Leonardo doesn't want him there. Saki wakes up, and Splinter's just like, hey, we're trying to help you. Like, don't attack us, please. And then he does that anyway. And Leonardo has so much time watching this man pick up uh, Splinter's walking broom stick, and he watches him just swing it at his knees, and then he gets hit in the knees and does a flip. He had, like, 20 minutes to get out of the way also, or do something. there's no way that would flip a, per- a person or a turtle over, right? No, you would just fall to your knees because that's just, where you got struck. Because it would hurt like a son of a bitch, but it, it wouldn't so flip bad. you. And he wakes up and he, he seems to know who Splinter and the turtles are. Yeah, so he's no longer out of it or insane. Maybe uh, being so scared by the turtles brought all those memories back. I suppose that's possible. Leo pops back up and says green time because that's what you have to do. That's what you yell before you punch someone. I guess. And the, but Splinter's just like, here, have some tea. And Shredder just grabs it and is like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. But and then Le- they... Leonardo says master's right. Like somewhere just in the middle, like a non sequitur. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. And the scene ends with him saying, we've got to do something. Yeah. 
This is why I wondered if there was a script or if they just recorded lines and like put them in after. They only shot stuff for this. They they're using recycled lines from all the other shows. Well, I also wondered if they just just like maybe... I do with your presence here. <laughs> I wondered if they maybe just had actors come in and just read all the words and then they put them together later. <laughs> Probably. That seems like a lot of work, though. Yeah, it does. That's true. It also that also like. It being completely um, written on the fly explains why their mouths never match what they're saying. <laughs> uh, different establishing shot. It's what, what percentage nice... of the show would you say is establishing shots? Probably a solid five minutes. Yeah. And uh, it's Shredder's up and he's like, why are you doing this to me? He's like, helping you? And he's like, you destroyed me. You destroyed me and turned me into a, a, a beggar. They're trying to not let you die in the gutter? Why are you so mad? I'll tell you why I'm so mad. We talk about how these turtles' mouths don't match what they're saying. Um, Shredder's mouth matches too close, I guess? There's I something weird about I him. I don't... His teeth are too big. That's it. And um, his mouth, like, is is giant. And he, he like, I don't know, he over-articulates each word with his lips. It's like if you were blind, you'd still be able to know what he's saying because <laughs> he overemphasizes every movement with his mouth. Uh, blind people would be able to hear him. What did I say? <laughs> said blind. I meant deaf. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heavens. Somebody went to a wedding last night. An open bar wedding. <laughs> I had so many whiskeys. Yeah. So, Splinter. And so many beers. <laughs> Splinter has cake. brought him into the room, brought uh, Shredder into the room where he has the shrine to Hamato Yoshi built. So this is definitely proof that this has not changed Hamato Yoshi. He is definitely just a rat. Oh yeah, which wait? So in the original version, like original We're, comic version, okay. is there a rat and a man? Yes. And then the cartoon, the man is the rat. Yes. And in the first movie, there's a man and a rat. Yes. So just the show is the man is the rat. The original cartoon? The original cartoon, the current uh, Nickelodeon cartoon, and... And all your fanfic. I think that's it. Don't forget all your fanfic. Don't write fanfic. Yeah. You draw it. It's art. (laughs) Um, I don't write it. It writes itself. (laughs) You get Splinter and Shredder alone in a room, and you try not to write about it. I'm hard thinking about it. <laughs> so, Splinter says to Saki, You killed my master, and I wanted to avenge him, so we fought for 18 years, but now I think that was the wrong thing. Why? Because you found him in the gutter after your disciples overthrew him? That is precisely the thing you set out to do, because... But, <laughs> I don't know, man. Why? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't either. But then he says, like, ninjutsu is a higher calling, and that's not true, really? I think he means Ninjago. <laughs> that might be true. I'm less familiar with Ninjago. Oh, but ninjas were just Legos. assassins. Oh, I know. Okay. You're just an adult and not a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> I got the taste of one. I know, but of older things, not new, newfangled it's Ninjagos. True. I'm not hip to what the kids are up to yeah, these days. you don't have fidget spinners. <laughs> I've got a fidget spinner that I glued three other sp- fidget spinners to. What are you going to try and rip through time? God willing. Oh. Anyway, Splinter says to join me in the way of the green, which... Which is a brand new way that maybe the way that Leonardo was looking for that one time. Yeah, he said 
it was that time it was the way of the turtle, right? <laughs> it sure was. And he says the way of the green, so I assumed he meant like hang out with my turtle friends here. Yeah. But he meant clean up garbage. Yeah, turns out uh, Splinter is also El Gore. Yeah, yeah. Basically. This I, is and, really inconvenient. Yeah. <laughs> and it's having, all true. Having a true story. Podcast. <laughs> so like Splinter's just like, we're gonna go do chain gang stuff. And Saki says no, and then they, he does it anyway. Well, he says, I'll do it for a day. He screams it through his giant teeth. <laughs> yeah. And then we cut over to a part of the sewer where Donatello and Venus are conspicuously missing. And Splinter is not helping either. He's just walking around yelling at them to be quiet while Leonardo and Michelangelo and Shredder pick up trash and from the sewer. And on guard? I guess. He's not looking at... Sp- <laughs> Raphael's facing the opposite direction, and Shredder is just picking yeah, up garbage. he's just behind him. Again, nobody's good at anything. I mean, why don't you clean up your goddamn living room? Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, Wikiel's surprise and a bunch of rank emerge from some garbage off um, to the side that they may have stacked up. And I believe, like, a trumpet like goes, ba yeah, Like, Blue found a clue. <laughs> so... Not only were the dragons able to trace the lineage of the the golden shuriken, they were able to find it in real time in the real world on Orokosaki's person. Yeah, I don't know what Wick's deal is, but he seems to like have some sort of weird like he capabilities is, I, of finding and knowing things. I think they did announce him as like the magic one when this thing started, but he hasn't really done anything useful no. so far. He just hollers. Well, they all do. I think we learn about a lot more about Wick next week. Probably. Next week's episode is King Wick. He becomes a king. So they they scatter and they start fighting. And it's not great. At one point, Leonardo hops in a discarded grocery cart. And Michelangelo drives him at some, uh, some rank. Every single fight has like a chair or something with wheels yep. that, they, that they throw at the enemy. <laughs> Every fight. Well, this time he was jousting yeah. with a mop. And then at the last moment, turned it horizontal or, I don't know, perpendicular to the direction and then clothesline two rank guys. And then Raphael kicks some garbage bags at them and it knocks them down until he kicks one that's full of bricks or something. Yeah, even which, though it's clearly just full of the same shredded newspaper the others were. Yep. And then he says that one's not recyclable. Which, womp womp. But I don't. What? What? <laughs> what people are just gonna be like episode 17 is just it's you could that's where it got to them i think <laughs> they're they're gonna be able to pinpoint where like i started contemplating your murder and my suicide <laughs> it's, it'll be this episode at least we have a historical document yep <laughs> we'll be on the news so Raphael gets kicked to the side and he picks up two trash can lids which have no business being in the sewer and then he uses them like Michelangelo Wait, uses shut the symbols. Up. Nothing that's in this sewer has any business being in that sewer. There was a shopping cart down there. there there's all kinds of shit down there. There were Tesla coils down there. <laughs> Donatello and built you, those. You take, you take umbrage with the fact that there were trash can lids? Yes. All right. You, you do you, boo. <laughs> so there's more fighting. <gasps> None of this or is yawning. exciting or easy to follow. Yeah, um, like, it's a lot of trash-based it, fighting. 
It's trash based fighting. It's so clumsy and hard to follow that I didn't even realize that Venus and Donatello weren't there until the fight was over. Leonardo picks up a newspaper and a and a two empty two liter and he starts hitting a rink yelling paper or plastic for a really long time. He yells time. it like nine times. It's really uncomfortable. So I guess the the dragons were defeated and the turtles run off, leading you would assume or leading them directly to their lair. Right. But they don't bother following that the the rank just go home. Also, like, we have to rely on them telling us who won so often in this show. We, you, it's never obvious. <laughs> well, also, like, there's the, the times where the Turtles have won, and then they'll say that they've lost. Yeah, that's true. That so, hasn't happened in a minute. Yeah. That was pretty much the status quo for the first, like, ten episodes. <laughs> now we're getting into the wacky ones. Yeah. So, we cut above ground to Paradise Junkyard, Obviously. where uh, Master Splinter and Oroku Saki are just hanging out. Because they're old buddies, I guess. Except that Saki still hates them. He's hey, just not attacking them actively. You don't hang out with your buddies in a junkyard. You hang out with your frenemies in, in the junkyard. I guess. Look it up. I guess he does pick up a metal rod pretty quickly and say, Fight me! He says, spar with me. Don't you spar with your friends? I guess. I mean, the turtles yeah. spar all the time. Although they don't seem to like each other either. I don't know. <laughs> it's not an interesting fight. They're mostly just no. yelling at each other. It's about the level of Vader and Obi-Wan in the first Star Wars movie. Yeah, and just then... tap, talk, tap your sticks, talk. And then out of nowhere, Splinter's just like, hey, you know, I thought you might beat us because you have the golden shuriken. And then Saki's just like, oh, you think I stole it? It's like, y- y- yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the plot of this episode. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, he implies that he didn't take it and then just leaves and they let him go. Yeah. Hey, he knows where you live now, guys. Hey, guys. And then he does. He doesn't seem. He's still in the junkyard, <laughs> and he pulls out the shuriken and he just starts giggling about it and hollering about how he's gonna destroy them. Yeah, with the shuriken, I could destroy them all. Laughter. I reckon he's no less than ten feet from them right now. No, they should have hurt him. Luckily, they're dumb as fuck. I mean, luckily for him. Oh, this is uh, one of my favorite parts. Yep. So we cut. Um, we get the act break, and when we we come back, Wick is in front of the camera, walking towards us. It's just the puppet that they're bobbing up and down and moving the camera slowly down the hallway, and then the goddamn dragon lord jumps from like somewhere. Uh, well, the rank sleeping quarters are right above the throne room. So he came from a nap, and he just jumps down. I guess because it's so ridiculous. Yep. So. Wick doesn't want to tell him that they failed, but he figures it out relatively quickly. Why does that dragon have hair? I don't know. He does look like John Taffer a lot. He does. They have the same haircut. <laughs> so Wick says the turtles, you know, beat us because everyone sucks. Someone graduated from film school and they were like, all right, I know how we can film this puppet doing stuff. I watched this the Muppets is, once. Yeah. This is his like, at the time, this was like the top of his game. Wick's just like, yeah, we tried to take the thing, but we didn't. We didn't even really confirm that he has it. But Dragon Lord decides to send everybody to go attack the turtles and collect the shuriken, all at the same time. And he's gonna go with because he doesn't get out enough anymore. It's true. And here's fucking idiot Venus trying to meditate right in that same spot. She's in the exact same spot, and Donatello is no longer experimenting with electricity. Instead, he's set up, uh, like, I don't know, five or six speakers to. Sh- play like some non-royalty music 
public domain. That could be. I think I meant to. Say, I wanted to say non-royalty or royalty-free, because sure. it doesn't have to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, and he's singing about technology. Yeah. I mean, singing's a big word, but he's, <laughs> he's he's just saying more words. He's doing this explicitly to be a dick. Yeah. And Venus comes over and tries to turn down his music. Uh, and he says that won't work because I've set up a magnetic resonant projector, which doesn't mean anything. No, they just pick words out of a out of a science hat when Donatello talks. They just uh, magnetic resonant projector. All right, those that sounds word like words. We just pulled those out. That means speaker, right? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Whatever. So she asks him to turn it down. He says no. She tries to do it herself, and he laughs at her, saying that he rigged it so it won't happen. How's that meditation going? <laughs> and then she starts sprinkling powder on him. Uh, and he's like, your shinobi powder won't stop the music. And then she's like, it won't, or it wasn't meant to. That's Mandarin itching powder. And it doesn't start itching until she says it, because it's so it's voice activated. It's very scientific. And uh, Donatello like starts itching all over, including his mouth. Apparently it itches in his mouth. And she's getting it on herself. Yeah, but she didn't say the, the activation word. Oh, okay. Someone's going to have to clean that turtle costume. Yeah. Covered in sand. So Splinter comes home and yells at them to turn off the music and slams his stick down and it turns off. Uh, okay. Why didn't... But it was... You know what? Whatever. Moving The stick disrupts magnetic resonant projectors. Perfect. Duh. Good enough for me. Splinter walked away and he watched him walk, to walk away and didn't chase after him then. He went back down to the sewer uh, and yelled at the other two turtles that were going to go find him. Yes. Because we're family and stuff, and he's, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is, because nobody said anything. Who knows? But uh, Shredder has worked his way to the empty warehouse district and found a laundromat of some sort. It's like industrial strength, industrial size, uh, laundry machines. And <laughs> the dragons are just there. They're just there. He pulls out the, sh the shuriken, and they're, they are just there. How'd they know? Yeah, it's an excellent question. Wick. I guess. Uh, so, like, instead of just murdering him and taking the thing, they they start talking to Shredder and saying, hey, give that to me, please. Just punch him to death. Punch him to death. Punch him in the face once and just snatch it out of his hands as he falls. Then run away. Don't even run away. Just casually leave. Instead, he steps, Dragonlord takes two steps back and then the rank attacks Shredder. And he, you know, is Shredder, so he fights them off pretty easily. He doesn't have any of his shreds, though. That's true. He's not as pointy as he should be. Yeah. But we cut back to the little lair where Donatello is fussing with his computer. And all of this is recycled footage. Not any of this is, is new. What are you talking about? They refilm this every time. <laughs> I'm sure they do. But, uh, yeah, you'll notice that everybody's definitely in the same shot. <laughs> so we get the... Uh, the standard b-roll stuff of them getting in the uh, into the hummer um plus a weird upside down shot of the jeep and donatello yells why does venus always get to sit in the front and well because that's how it was shot buddy and then they leave be careful to note that splinter at no point is seen in that hummer yeah, he or did not get in there with them or on the back of the motorcycle wouldn't it be great if he was on the back of that motorcycle it really would <laughs> but he's not so we cut back to the laundromat shredder is getting beaten up finally and then he falls to the ground and wick grabs the shuriken and he ducks into a, uh, a bin full of laundry. And we get this fucking Scooby-Doo shit where he's ducking underneath the uh, the clothes while Dragonlord tries to grab him. Why is it sped up so much? Because it took too fucking long. There's so many weird shots with like weird speeds. Because then 
the turtles show up, and there's a lightning bolt, and they, like, whip the door open. And Splinter's with them. And Surprise. then, like, they slow-mo walk in, right after it had just been sped up for Wick and Dragonlord. I mean, it was... The speed has to come from somewhere. It was a cool entrance. If it was any other show, it would have been awesome. I mean, and at least they have a reason to know where they're at, because Donatello was futzing with the eye in the right. sky. The dragons tend to just know things. Wick is Tyrion Lannister. He, he drinks and he knows things. That's his deal. It's a Game of Thrones reference for you, Sky. I recognize that as a Game of Thrones reference. I just have never seen the show. So, or read a damn book in your life. I just read Steelheart. So, Splinter's like, hey, the Shuriken actually belongs to me because my master had it last and then was killed, so it should have gone to me. And then he hits Wick in the hand and the Shuriken goes flying off into what apparently was a bin of boxer shorts, which Wick is excited to go eat, I guess? Hilarious. That's he another thing that made me go, maybe this, is, maybe this is written by children. So the turtles in the rank fight some more. Um, Venus does an incorrect idiom. It's been it's been a little bit since we've gotten one. Well, it's been a little bit since we've gotten a Venus ep- an episode where she's in it. So, And Donatello throws a rank up onto an ironing board and fucking kills him. Like, he he's flat. Yep. And finally, they did the thing. Just do that more. Yeah, put the rest of them in that pressing machine. Or stab them. You have weapons. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, but Splinter's not doing hot because he's got a big clumsy rat costume. Yeah, they, they really have trouble defeating these dragons that they just defeated like three minutes ago. Yep. And the Dragon Lord takes forever to raise a sword above his head, and he's going to slice Splinter in half or whatever. And then Orokusaki hucks a box full of detergent at him yeah to which dragon lord says that hurt it bounced off of him like there was nothing in it it bounced off his pauldron he didn't even feel it yeah he's a bitch whatever idiots everyone is an idiot then they continue to kick each other for a while yeah and then they get in something else with wheels <laughs> donatella yells venus use the itching powder which she brought a huge ass bucket of which is probably just detergent uh we don't know that for sure though it was in a <laughs> whatever <laughs> It's fine. So she throws it on Dragon Lord 2, and then he starts yelling, itchy, itchy, itchy. And it's scratching himself in fast motion again. Mm-hmm. Because reasons. Then Michelangelo and Leonardo put diapers on the rest of the rank, and there's like... And then they get use out of that baby sound effect. Yeah. And there's also pacifiers and rattles that are giant and oversized. Uh, because reasons. I mean, that would be... Choose if, not to think about. If I was going to fight crime and people, I would do things like this. Just to humiliate them. But I don't think that's what the turtles do. Shouldn't have been. So Splinter finds the, the shuriken after the, the the rank lost, I guess, because they just bail. And he's like, this has, you know, a lot of magic and sentimental value. Battle magic. And nobody's like, oh, what does it do? But Shredder's just like, yeah, you saved me a couple of times and I don't like that. He says very specifically three times. <laughs> you saved me three times. And it's I don't like it. How big I had to open my mouth to do it. <laughs> How big you had to make your teeth. Yeah. This actor's teeth are distractingly giant. It's, it's so a, big. All of a sudden, Shredder does this spin Hadouken and electrocutes everybody, yeah. grabs the shuriken and leaves. Shredder at no point knew magic, right? Maybe he learned it in the park. While he was insane? From yes. from the vagrants? Yes. From the blind fellow playing chess? Yes. Okay. But instead of chasing after him, they saw him run out. Nobody nobody goes after him. Instead, Splinter's just like, <laughs> our old enemy attacked us. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Just like and then they all times. laugh. Nothing it's worrisome like, about this. Hey, remember how you said that was the most powerful magical thing in the world? Maybe go get that. 
And then we cut over to Shredder, who's probably just outside. Yeah, again. Just cackling again. And then the wind kicks up, and he just laughs until, the, until it's, it's over. over. <laughs> yeah. What a... Uh-huh. So, Jake. Do you think he comes back as Shredder proper? Uh, I, bel- I don't think so. I bet that was the intention. For season two? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um... What do you think the story was? <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, Shredder came back, and apparently he had a shuriken which had all of the battle magic, and Wick knew about it, so he told Dragon Lord, and then they wanted it, so they went to get it, but the whole time Shredder was with the turtles and Splinter, because Splinter was sad for him. That made more sense <laughs> to me. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't either. What would you say is the most turtle-like part? Um, the hangover you're feeling? Yeah. <laughs> the I'm not even that hungover. I'm just sleeping. The uh, I mean Donatello being an asshole to Venus wasn't really turtleific, but it was it was something. It was a little bit of character development. A little bit, but it will. That's the problem. Is that, that development will go away by the next... I bet they're best friends in the next episode. Maybe. I bet we never see Shredder again. Or Venus. No, Venus will be in it. She just won't say anything? Possible. Um, There's at least one episode where she'll probably have lines because she's a, in the show description. Ah, yeah. So I would assume so. She... Um, Do you think that we got those two episodes without her? They, they would have filmed this whole show and then put it on, right? Like, they didn't... Yeah. They weren't still... Because... I was like, uh, did they maybe respond to, like, the Venus action figures aren't selling, the little boys aren't responding, so they made a couple Venusless episodes? Or were they just, they didn't know what to do with her? It's probably that one. It's probably that one. Either way, this one. Because still today, like, the executives are real weird about what's going to sell to little boys and what's going to sell to little girls. So in 1997, like, it was, like, at its peak, just, like, girls aren't gonna play with this because they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about you know does that does that make any sense or am i just saying oh, words like kind of yeah i understood it oh thank god <laughs> it all sounded like it made sense but i didn't know what was coming out well we have at least one twitter follower who had a uh a venus action figure i saw good for her i i was shocked to find myself a little bit jealous we i mean we can get you one on ebay nah, yeah good. you don't care that much you're not that jealous <laughs> yeah but yeah, so that's the episode. Yeah, sure was. We're more or less at the status quo, uh, except for now that there's a, a Shredder who has a magic shuriken that Running can around. maybe do something. We didn't even battle s- magic. It didn't even glow. Like they never nope. animated it at all. As as far as we know, it's just an ugly medallion. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody said it was magical and then did nothing to demonstrate it. It's probably like uh, Michael's secret stuff in Space Jam. It's just to give you the confidence that you need. They already did that. What was that The one? bugs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this show. I tell you what. Unless that one was actually magic, too. Yeah, it was never specified. Didn't actually find out. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, so that's the episode. Thank you guys very much for uh, tuning in. Next time I won't have had so many whiskeys. And next week we have a guest. Oh, then maybe I will have had so many messages. Oh, whatever. You do you, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end on Twitter. You can uh, email the show at popculturefailure. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. 
You can rate and review us on iTunes. Do we have any iTunes reviews? We didn't as of like two days ago when I looked. Okay. Or no new ones. We have. We are still a five star podcast. Woo! <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> no, I'm a pop culture fan. That's uh, my job. There's still just the one review. Okay. So no new reviews. Uh, but if you feel like it, you can go to, to iTunes or we're on Podknife and Stitcher and all that too. It's Podknife. Podknife is an independent podcast uh, rating system. So if you don't subscribe to a specific uh, podcatcher, you can still look at reviews on that. Hmm. Are there any reviews on there? I have not checked it. So I'm going to checking our phone. Going to say no. Okay. <laughs> we can do that later or next week or whatever. If you've left a review there, I'm sorry. We'll check it later. You can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair without some words or vowels <laughs> or something. You're so good at talking. Ugh. Going straight to bed. It's 2.30. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Yay! Bye! Ninja Turtles are on the scene. You mess with green and it's gonna get mean. Ninja Turtles are on the scene. You mess with green and it's gonna get mean. Yeah. Alright, do the thing. <sighs> Alright. But with gusto and enthusiasm. <laughs> That's how I always try to start. It doesn't always work. <laughs> it doesn't end that way. Nope. Hold on, I have to sneeze. Purple! No, fuck off. Purple! I will kill everyone. Purple! Just delaying the inevitable. I'm gonna sneeze so hard in the middle of this thing. Yeah, but it works and there's no reason for it to. Get in my head, man. I'm gonna sneeze real hard in the middle of this and shit my pants. Without warning. Oh, I think the sneeze will give us pretty good warning. It's Okay, I'm ready.